The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, the best football show featuring daily breakdowns of all the most exciting moments across the league. And he is a good friend to the program and joins us now on the SCORE hotline, which, of course, is powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Baldy, good morning. How are you, buddy? Well, good morning. Merry Christmas, guys. It's good to be with you. Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, boy, the... um, you know, the Bears didn't deliver the big present last week, and so they are all but eliminated. I know their chances were low anyway, but they were on a two-game winning streak, which might not sound like much, but the first one of this administration, and you felt like there was a good advantage going into Cleveland, which is that their team is extremely beaten up. They had a, a bunch of guys that are that are no longer available to them and a bunch of guys that are uh, playing hurt and – when you get down to, you know, four of your starting offensive linemen out and you're playing kind of practice squad guys, you would hope that the Bears would have a better finish to the game. Well, they had their chances. I mean, 17-7, you know, you got fourth and one, chance to go get some more points, and, you know, Justin gets tripped up out there on the edge and, uh, you know, some some strange calls at the end of the game by Matt Eberflus, Um when the front four had been dominating that beat up offense line that you're talking about and uh, to go kind of max blitz and drop Justin Jones uh, into coverage. And, you know, here comes Njoku, you know, for the big play to go kick the game winning field goal. It was some bizarre things, but they, they had all kinds of chances to win that game. They just, I mean, Cleveland's got a great defense. They proved it. Um, the receivers of Chicago weren't good enough. Uh, the quarterback wasn't good enough against, you know, an elite elite defense that will man you up and make you make perfect throws. And they just, they weren't good enough, you know, to finish that game out when they had chances to. Do you think the bears, if you're making lists of teams that are well-coached teams that may not be so well-coached, which category do you put the bears? Are they a well-coached team? Well, I think they're well-coached from the standpoint that you've seen the improvement of the team and they're highly competitive compared to, say the first month or six weeks of the season, they're much improved in almost every category defensively. I mean, they're a very good team right now and they play hard. They play the game the right way. So I think from that standpoint, they are, I, you know, you play against, you know, you're, you're going against Cleveland. All I have to do is pull out the 49ers film and watch Brock Purdy struggle. Like, you know, you're going to see 
press man coverage from really some really good corners, and you got a beast on the outside you got to contend with. You better figure out a way to beat their man coverage. And I, I didn't feel like they were up to that task. There's man beaters out there. There's route combinations. There's clusters. There's bunch formations to help your guys out, help your quarterback out. And I didn't see enough of that against this Cleveland defense. So we're left with all sorts of questions here as yeah. the Bears uh, close out the season. Arizona coming in, and uh, and you know it, it'll all depend on where the draft pick is and all that stuff. Carolina won a game. You know we know last year the Bears didn't get the number one overall pick until the final week of the season when Houston had a a total shocking win, uh, and and the Bears end up with pick number one. It worked out well for Houston because they got C.J. Stroud, but I think that the Bears are, are now eyeballing possibly being number one overall for two years running, possibly having two top five picks, possibly being able to, whether you call it moving on from the quarterback or, or whatever, we're still, we're still left with a lot of questions because everything is possible, but nothing is certain, so you don't know if you're going to be trading the Justin Fields before the draft, if you're going to be picking somebody else, if the coach is coming back, I, I think there's a lot of questions with this team. That's fair. And, you know, when you're out of the playoffs and basically eliminated, that's, that's the next, those are the discussions. And, you know, some teams have gotten out in front of it and they're already conducting their head coaching searches. Um, sometimes it's, you know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is to any of it, honestly. I mean, if you just right now just put Marvin Harrison in this, uh, you know, in this lineup uh, of this offense, I would say that they are probably a 500 team just with Marvin Harrison in the lineup. Um, they got to upgrade the talent. Uh, you know, if you do, if if they do decide to change coaches, you're starting over, you know, and what players fit, what players don't fit, then you're kind of trying to you're struggle unless you just get, you know, a great coach, the best coach that could just, I don't know, Mike McDaniel and you get Tyreek Hill and you could turn things around right away. Um, if you don't get that guy, then what are you doing? So it's, I'm with you. I mean, everybody's up in the air, but right now I would lean towards keeping a coach and the quarterback and I keep building. I mean, I, I think I'm going in that direction because if, if you want to fire the coach, everybody has that right to do it. And you can, and there's reason to do it, but I don't believe in firing a coach unless you know you have a better coach. And I don't know who that better coach is right now. Using the same logic, what makes you think that Justin Fields would be better than the quarterback you could consider if you have the first overall pick in the draft? Well, I mean, look, there's a, there's a, there's a healthy argument there. Like, let's just say you could get Caleb Williams. And I don't know that you can. But let's just say Caleb's the guy. Let's just say he is the next Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know. I like Caleb personally. I, I know him and known him since he was in high school. I like him. Um, but let's just say you like the quarterback and you have a chance to get him. There is, there is a, lot, a lot of financial reason to invest in a new quarterback. You, you got him on a rookie contract. The salary cap is going to be a lot more forgiving. You can go out and address certain positions uh, in free agency because you'll have more money to do it with. And you could build around that guy. And so that, that was a reason to do that. But then I feel like Justin Fields is improving. I know last week wasn't a great week, but, I mean, go look at anybody against this Cleveland defense right now and see how they're playing. 
Uh, it's a tough assignment, and, you know, in that kind of weather and the whole thing. I'm not making excuses, but I feel like he's improving for sure. And so, but then you, you know, you're going to have to pony up, you know, big time money to keep him for the next four or five years. So you can make a case to keep Justin and financially, you're not going to be in a great position or you can move on and start over. And maybe the guy you pick is, is, is you know, a, a great, you know, CJ Stroud, let's just say CJ Stroud. Um, you know, you'd be, you'd be fortunate to get that and you'd have a whole lot of financial uh, flexibility to do a lot of things with that. Uh, you know, uh, it's interesting, Brian, because I think that when we talk about that idea, if you have the number one overall pick and you don't take a quarterback, I mean, you, you get a King's ransom. I understand that you got to move down. You might still be able to, to pick up a player like Harrison uh, who knows, right? But the the fact is, when you have a shot at a quarterback and you don't take one, I, I don't know how that plays out eventually. You know what I mean? If a guy, if C.J. Stroud is this, you know, unbelievable talent that turns out to be a guy winning Super Bowls Mahomes style. If, uh, if, you know, Caleb Williams ends up doing the same type of thing, how then do you justify – what you did? Are you are you as likely to win a Super Bowl if you're passing on on, on generational talents a couple years running? It's just a very difficult idea to stomach. It is, but you know, I mean, look for every Joe Burrow, you know, there's you know, or yep. Peyton Manning picked yep. number one. I mean, you can find you know Baker Mayfield or guys at the top of the draft, Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold. You find all these guys that were supposed to be generational talents, Baker Mayfield, um, they, they don't look like generational talents. Uh, you know, so it's – nobody's figured it out. Nobody's figured out. Nobody – I mean, if you redraft it right now, C.J. Stroud would be unanimous number one. And I don't know where Bryce Young would be picked. Probably mm-hmm. below Will Levis at this point. So, wow. I mean, I, mean, I – Yeah, I no, mean, I get it. Yeah. It, it might be too early to make that statement, but anybody that – you know, the 10 people that showed up in Carolina to watch Bryce Young play last week – like, that's what they're thinking. So, uh, and, you know, time will tell. We'll, we'll give them some time. Uh, we'll find if we can get a good coach and all that kind of stuff. But, like, there's – it's a crapshoot no matter where you're picking at that at that particular spot. And I think Justin is improving. Uh, and I think maybe he is the generational talent. He just needs, you know, the right pieces around him right now. You know, if Brock Purdy was playing – you know, in Carolina right now, he wouldn't be the MVP of this league, that's for sure. But he's got the best talent around him in any team in the league. So if you're conceding that, it's a good debate on whether or not to keep Justin Fields or move on from him. If you're conceding that, it's a good debate whether or not to keep Matt Eberflus or maybe move on from him, that, that you're looking at the judgment of your general manager. And I guess when yeah. you yeah. look at the judgment right. of Ryan Poles, how much confidence do you have? Or is that a good debate, too? Because I think when you look at his track record, you can point to things that look like he exercised good judgment in the way that he's drafted, certainly the trade of Montez Sweat. He also picked Matt Eberflus. So I wonder, Baldy, when you look at that, because everything points to him, where is your level of confidence that he can make the right choice to bring the Bears success that has eluded them? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you got to give these guys some time. Uh, to build a team and to build it the right way. Now, I don't know. I don't. I mean, if 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 Matt Eberflus, you know, stays and they're in the playoffs next year, 
Ryan Poles looks like he's doing a pretty good job. If the Bears are, you know, six and eight at this point or six and nine at this point next year, you're like, why didn't he move on and go get Todd Munkin or, you know, go get Jim Harbaugh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's, it, you know, I, 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 nobody can predict the future. I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, he looks like they're building the team the right way. Jalen Johnson looks like a hell of a football player. He was picked before him, but Jalen's having a great season and Brisker looks like a good pick. And, you know, the way TJ and uh, Tremaine played last week, you'd say, okay. I mean, as much as I love Roquan and wouldn't have traded him, you know, the way they played last week, you go, okay, that's, that, that you know, that was, that was a good decision right there. I mean, I, I can't say that overall, but I mean, you see some, some good players right now. I think that um, Darnell Wright is going to be a good player. Uh, you know, regardless, I mean, he's, he's taken his lumps and he's been hurt and all that stuff. But I think he's a good player and I think he's going to be a, a stalwart for a long time. So I don't know. Like, I can go back and forth on it. I just, it's the same argument though. If you don't like Ryan Poles and you think you should move on from him, well, who is the best guy to go build a team? Like is Bill is there you know does Bill Polian have a son that can go build a team for you, the way he did in three different places? Like there's not many of those guys out there. Just like there's not many great you know head coaches or enough good quarterbacks and all that stuff. So where are you going to go find it? And who is he? These are great questions, and it's really kind of fun to to weigh them because yeah. you know if you think about it, if you you know, with that number one overall pick, if there is that much love for Caleb Williams, and there is, and a lot of people think he's, you know, one of those generational talents, uh, if you were to trade down, you know, you you might be able to get three number ones. You know, you who knows? Maybe you're picking first for a, a third consecutive year. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about first-round picks and, and talent influx. They already have two. You know, right now they're picking fifth. And I don't know, when you look at that, do you think they could get one of these left tackles that would last forever? Do you like what Braxton Jones is doing? He's a decent uh, uh, pass protector, but I don't know that he's a long-term left tackle. Maybe he could end up being your swing guy if you got somebody better. You just have opportunities for improvement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great tackle draft. I mean – Talk to anybody. I haven't really studied him yet, but I know, you know, I know Alton in Notre Dame, and yeah. I know Ola at Penn State. I mean, I know some of these guys, but um, it's a great, it's a great draft for tackles, and they're gonna. I, I would think three or four might go in the top ten this year, so there's going to be a premium placed on it. And you know, if you look at some of these young, you look at what Panay Sewell is doing in Detroit, or you know, I mean, look at some of these young guys that were picked at the top of the draft. I mean, their teams are, it, it, it their teams reflect. Uh, good decisions made on great players. And um, so you're going to have a lot of, you know, you're going to have a lot of flexibility. You just, uh, you know, you don't want too many number one draft picks because uh, be honest with you, you got to pay, you end up paying them all. And that's hard to do sometimes. So, you know, you got to, you know, you got to be smart. And, uh, but, you know, these teams can be built overnight the way some of them are right now. I mean, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan went into San Francisco they built a bad-looking franchise literally overnight and have been contenders for five straight years in a row. So if you do it right, you can stay at the top of the leaderboard for a long time and compete for championships. Baldy, when you're watching tape of the Bears and you look at Montez Sweat, help us understand how he can come from a defensive line that includes three first-round draft picks 
and he comes to a defensive line in Chicago where doesn't have the quality of depth maybe the along the, the line with him, and he's better here than he was there. And he's dominant here when at times he was dominant for stretches, but he seems like the guy that is a different player in Chicago than he was in Washington. Why? Well, because – well, I mean, look, Deron Payne had 12 sacks last year and he got $100 million contracts. He had a lot of great players around him that were making plays that he's now making in Chicago because they don't have Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. And at times, Chase Young – when he was healthy and really, like, really hustling to the ball. I mean, he had other guys that were beating him to the snap. Now, what you see is you see a guy that just plays hard all the time. You know, he plays hard in the run. You want to try to run, toss, crack on him. And as soon as he feels that down block, he spins. Like, he's well coached. He's well coached, and he's a freak athlete. I mean, he's 6'6", 270, and runs a 4'4". Like, that guy's not in the draft this year. Um, rarely are those guys in the draft. Now, he doesn't have – the type of power that Miles Garrett has, but nobody does. But he he can influence games the way he did last week in a variety of ways. His length, he gets in the passing lanes, he tips passes, he you know he's bumping into the quarterback, which like look you'd love to sack the quarterback sixty times a season, the way you know maybe the eighty five Bears did, but you know that's that's not always like sometimes you just got to pressure these quarterbacks into bad decisions. Like Montez just shows up, he's just. You know, he plays right side, he plays left side. He plays as hard in the first quarter as he does in the fourth quarter. He's not a pain in the ass. He goes to practice. Like, you just want that guy on your football team. Yeah, and, he, and you give him $100 million and he doesn't stop playing. I mean, it's, no. it's very impressive. No, like, he's just, he, they, you know, look, the, if you want defense alignment, just go to Mississippi State. Like, they produce him. Jeffrey Simmons, Fletcher Cox, Danico Autry. I mean, these guys. That, that place just produces great defensive linemen in this business. Baldy, I'm curious. You were in Lake Forest. You spent the day there. You got to see the Bears earlier in the in the year. We, we're trying to be fair about how we evaluate the team, and, and both of us took them for seven wins. And that's still something that could happen. Did you Are they better than you thought they would be? Did they start slower than you thought they would start? What did you see versus what you're seeing now? They started slower than I thought they would. I mean, I thought they looked lost. And, you know, and look, they, they, you know, Alan Williams is gone. Eberflus took over. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know the story, but it doesn't matter. I mean, they looked a, a, literally from the moment that Eberflus took over the defense, they played better. But, you know, I just remember that Kansas City game. They were god-awful. And Denver was a horrible team. They got their, you know, their first win. Um, you know, and so I, I thought gradually – you know, really from maybe the Washington game on, like I thought this team just kept improving to the point where they were the winning in prime time, 12 to 10 against Minnesota. Um, you know, what they did to Detroit, how they played for 57 minutes against Cleveland. Like they look like a completely different defense. They're fun to watch on defense right now. And that corner, Jalen Johnson, as good as anybody in this business right now, the way he's playing and Eddie and, and Jaquan on the back end, like that's what safety is supposed to do. They don't save lives, but they save touchdowns uh, for the most part. Like you got to get Amari to the ground there for sure. But mm. um, I, I, I feel like they're playing the game the right way. And, um, you know, these, these contact points in this, you know, this cover two defense of theirs, like they're hitting people. They're knocking the ball loose. They're getting some takeaways right now. I mean, they've got 18 interceptions on the season. I mean, it's remarkable. And, you know, like, that's what good defenses do. They take the ball away. And 
uh, I, I, I think it's just that they sl- started slow, but their quality right now, like whoever they play down the, down the stretch right here, like they're going to give them a hard time. You know, Atlanta, you know, pick a team right now. Um, they're going to give them a difficult time. Thanks, Baldy. Thanks, Baldy. Great stuff as always. Really appreciate it. Okay. Yep. My pleasure, guys. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure you follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.